Hey, good morning. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Sane. I'm your host, Nicole. And I want to read you guys a quick little short story today, and then we'll discuss it. One day, I had my young son go get something out of my car for me. He goes out and was taking forever. Then he comes back in with a crazy look on his face, and I said, what's wrong? And he said, Dad, I accidentally locked the keys in the car. He said, I'm sorry. And I said, son, come out here with me. And I took him to the car and I said, you see these numbers on the door? And he says, yes. I said, it's all good. I pressed in the code and all the doors unlocked. The moral of the story is sometimes we feel like we make huge mistakes in life. You may even cry about it, but please just go tell your father. I guarantee you he has the code to help you fix the situation. And this was posted by Darnell Royal um, on Facebook. You can follow him. But, you know, that brought to mind, it reminded me, you know, how often we in our walk with Christ sometimes feel like we don't deserve him or, you know, we have failed so much that we couldn't possibly be uh, an Uh, encouragement or a light to somebody else, or that our sins and our transgressions were so big that we don't belong with other Christians, or we don't belong in church. Uh, We don't, you know, deserve to have the grace from God. And I just want to tell you guys and implore with you, and I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know why this resonated so much with me, you know, but I am as far as I'm concerned, one of the most fallible people out there. Uh, I, you know, I often, you know, take, use words I shouldn't be using. Uh, I, you know, am very stern and strict and not full of grace and forgiveness all the time. But what I do know is that he has already paid for all of my sins. And if I just go to him and I, you know, am grateful and I express that gratitude and I apologize for all of my sins. And it's not paying lip service. It's not like, I'm sorry, I ate the last ice cream. And then you continue to do it. Are you really sorry? I'm talking about, you know, things that shape your character, things that shape your moral compass. And, you know, when you are truly sorry and regretful for these things and you go to the father and this is an analogy but you can even go to your parents you should be able to go to your parents I should really say you know they are going to love you anyway he is going to love you anyway he has already paid the price for your sin he already knew it was going to happen your parents they know you I'm telling you, my mother knew everything I did before I even actually probably did it. I remember, you know, um, when my husband and I were dating and I said to him, where do your parents think you're sleeping when you are over here? And he says, on the sofa. And I says, oh, I see. Okay. Well, don't lie to my parents because they will know the truth and that will actually offend them if you lie to them. And it was mostly because I wanted that relationship that his with theirs to start off on the right foot. And in particular, my mother, I didn't really have a great relationship with my father, mostly my entire life. So it wasn't, you know, as important to me that their relationship start off on the right foot, but it, 
it was important to me that his and my mother's relationship started on the right foot because I knew she was wicked smart, mostly because she's been there. She's done that. So when I think I've pulled one over on her, I have gotten nowhere with that. She has seen it. She's done it. She's predicted it the whole, you know, kit and caboodle. And so he, he chuckled and he realized, you know, what I was asking of him, but I'm saying the same thing to all of us, everybody, every listener out there, if you have, you know, done something you're not proud of, if you are, you've wronged somebody, you have made a wrong choice, you have, you know, done something that you consider unforgivable. First of all, there is no differentiating differentiating between sin. As far as God the Father is concerned, all sins are the same and all sins deserve grace and forgiveness and he's already paid the price for every single one of them. And so I am hearing in my ear people already yelling about rapists and murderers definitely are different than somebody who ate the last ice cream. In the eyes of the Father, there is no difference. He has forgiven them just as he's forgiven you everybody is fallible. Everybody sins. Everybody falls short, but he has already offered, paid the price for our sins. And he's offered that grace for us and that forgiveness for us. We just have to ask for it. And so, you know, that story he's telling you, go ask for it. Go tell your parents, go tell the father. But I'm saying in all aspects of your life, when you have done something that you realize was a wrong choice, you're going to need that love and support from your family as much as from the father. And so go and tell them if there's anybody that you should be able to turn to, it is your parents. And yes, I know that every parent is not like that. And I know that there are some people growing up without that strong familial support and relationship. And I get it. I I totally 1000% get it. But I know having been there before myself that you have somebody that is filling that need for you. You know, if you're floundering out there with nothing and nobody you know, you're certainly very angry and lost. Well, then you have God, the father you can turn to. Everybody has that, but has him as an option. But in real life and every day, you know, going through life, if you don't have a relationship with your birth parents, fine, but you have somebody that is mentoring and playing that role for you. And I, you know, when my daughter was younger and growing up, I used to let anybody who wanted to mentor her and encourage her and, you know, even, you know, school her a little bit, uh, anybody who had her best interest in mind and they wanted to say something to her, they had my blessing to do it because, you know, kids don't always listen to their parents. And if she wasn't hearing it from me, even though I was saying the words, but she heard it from her aunt and uncle, or she heard it from, you know, her mom, number two or mom, number three. And by the way, I never took offense. I can't tell you how many quote unquote moms she had. Every woman that was a mother that, you know, took an interest in her life. She called them mom. Their kids called them mom. I am not offended one iota. I, the more people in her camp supporting her and cheering her and encouraging her, the happier I am. 
and the more successful she's going to be. And so, you know, she often will say, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, heading over to see mom number two. And that doesn't mean she's second best. It just means she's the next one to come along. And then mom number three. And these are people who have invested in her and she can turn to in her hour of need when she feels like, you know, all hope is lost and she's, you know, at the bottom of the bottom of the bottom and sunk lower than she ever thought she could sunk. She has got somebody she can turn to. You have got somebody you can turn to. And, you know, as I have often told, you know, my daughter's friends, because she used to bring these kids home in, if they didn't have that relationship where they could have a open and frank and honest conversation with their own parents. You know, if your kids were in my house, you were told beforehand, I'm going to treat your kids just like I treat mine. So if they have a question, I'm going to answer it. If you don't want me to answer it, then you better keep them home because I'm not going to turn any child away who has a question that I have the answer to. And if you and I don't have the same beliefs, A, number one, I will find out where you stand and I will reiterate your perspective. But B, number two, if I don't agree with your perspective, then your children will not be in my house anyway. I want to be free to mentor and love on these kids uh, as they need. And so she would often bring home kids who had questions and didn't have anybody to turn to. And she would say to them, cause I would hear her after, you know, we would have our chat and they would go back into her room to talk about, you know, what we had discussed and they would tell her, you know, we didn't know that there was anybody who could answer that for us. And she says, my mom says I can bring home anybody. If you have a question, she's going to answer it. If you have a need, she's going to help. And this is all very true. Um, and, but I had that same relationship with other people for my own daughter, you know, if she had a need and somebody was able to, you know, answer that for her or take care of that for her, well then all the better. And, you know, that included, there was times when people had to knock her upside the head and go, Hey girl, dig your head out of your butt. I didn't take offense to that because again, you know, whatever it takes to get the message through to her, somebody has that, but I'm telling you listeners, everybody, no matter how far you think you've fallen, no matter how low you think you are, you always have somebody you can turn to. God the Father, number one, a mentor, number two, somebody else in a familiar relationship, number three, and worst case, you have me. You can always message me and I promise to help you. But I'm telling you, when you feel like you've fallen so far from grace that there's no hope for you, it literally is as easy as asking ask, share, tell somebody, don't hide it. Don't compound whatever you've done, uh, and making it so much harder for anybody to help you. You know, if you have fallen off the wagon, if you've gotten into alcohol, if you've gotten into drugs, you've fallen in with the wrong crowd, say something, please say something. You have people that want to see you succeed. You have people that will help you. You have people that love you. You may not know it, but you do. And I'm asking you to please don't make it worse for yourself. Go to somebody, seek the help you need, get the education you need, the encouragement you need, whatever it is, the love you need, the food you need, the hug you need. And yes, I'll even give you that hug. God bless it. But I would even do that if you needed it. But please 
Don't sit and wallow in despair, feeling like there's no hope for you. There is hope. It's right there, always at your fingertips. You just have to ask for it. And so, you know, when I am bringing this story to you and, you know, when I read that, I thought, man, that is the kind of hope message that I want to end this year on. And so, you know, as we're going into 2024, can't believe next week is 2024. I want everybody to end this year on hope. I want everybody to start next year on hope. I want everybody to feel empowered and capable and loved and seen and heard and valued. Uh, you know, I want everybody to know this world is a better place because you are in it. Yes. Even you who failed, even you on drugs, even you, you know, suffering with alcohol addiction, whatever it is, the world is better for having you in it. And I want you to know that I want you to hear that. I want you to feel that. And I want you to Go ask for the help you need. Seek it and you shall find it. If you are lost, if you are wondering, if you are not sure, I'm telling you right now, the answer is go to your father. He will be there. He will help you. Uh, you know, if you are in the area and you are interested in um, joining a church, I will help you. I will go with you. I will help you find what your home is. If you want somebody to pray with you, you just have to shoot me a message at 15minutesofsane.net. There's a link on there to contact me. I will pray with you right then and there. I'll stop everything I'm doing. And if you are looking for a team of people to be your tribe, then all you have to do is start looking in the right place. Surrounding yourself with people who want what you want, believe what you believe and want to be a source of encouragement to you and you will get there. So that's a, a heavy topic to end on, but I really hoped it is a source of uh, encouragement and hope, a beacon of light. You know, on my uh, what Facebook page, Not Today Satan, I ask everybody to be a lighthouse, be the light for somebody who's lost so they can see their way. And I hope this message is that for you. Uh, if you need anything, hit me up. We're always looking for podcast topics and co-hosts. So I'd really like to start 2024 with somebody once a week coming in and joining me on these podcasts to share their inspiration, their thoughts, their hopes, their insecurities, and helping people learn to laugh at life. Uh, make today so awesome that tomorrow gets jealous. Have a good one, everybody, and a blessed 2023 and a happy 2024.